Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. We are hanging out at the Hopeful House today. The next episode. This is the next episode. So Josh is with me again. Yay! What's up, people? We always have such good conversations. How many times have we said... We should be recording this. We should be recording this. <laughs> Actually, in, in some of your most raw moments that you, uh, I wish I had a microphone that just like walked around in my back pocket so that I could just, mm. I mean, I know my phone does that, but it's just too much. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Your phone does it uh, with or without your permission. How about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello, AI. Right, be like, hey, Siri, can you do a playback real quick? And she's like, yeah, here you go. Oops. I mean, <laughs> what was that, Jules? <laughs> So we launched a podcast and thank you for your support and listening to uh, our mic check episode. That was so fun because we were really and truly checking the mics. That's all we wanted to do. Man, spirit just went to flowing, didn't it? Yeah. I had some good, some good um, conversation in that. So we launched the podcast. We were super excited. Yay. And then uh, work came a knocking on the door and it was completely, uh, it was interesting because it was expected and unexpected, right. you know, all, all in one. And um, man, it was a lot of goodness that rolled in our way. That but we, completely uh, distracted us from doing this. <laughs> I mean, completely. completely. Like I was one day, I was all like gung ho. Let's get the podcast done. And the next day, it was like we have a deadline. We have like four to five weeks to get all this stuff done mm-hmm. and go. Because you also have three kids, including right. two two newborns or four month olds. Two little babies need your so, attention. Yeah, that's that's what happened. And we had a fast and furious deadline and. It was magic. I mean, that's when big magic shows up is in those moments. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, the book by Elizabeth Gilbert, as her friends call her Liz. I want to be able to call her Liz, Liz Gilbert. (laughs) She uh, wrote a book called Big Magic that we listened to uh, coming back from our trip out west last summer. And it was so good. So good. Uh, Audible. We get no purse from Audible for saying that, but we listened to it through Audible and it was great. So if you love to read and you uh, need to feed your soul that way, get you some Audible or get you, get you some kind of audio book, right? It's so good. So big magic happened and it was um, had to do with the, the beauty aspect of, of our lives and... You're looking at me so intently that it's hard to concentrate. <laughs> Hello. 
I see you. You cute. <laughs> Flash my naughty I monkey know, ass. Whoa! I don't even know what that's about. Skippy John Jones. Oh, oh. <laughs> kids book. Kids awesome. book. All yeah, right. that's my life right now. So back to the next episode. We don't play. play. We go rock it till the wheels fall off. Hold up. All right. Yeah. Throw back to the nineties. So just a quick, you know. Just want to put it out. We did. We we had a complete recording of this episode earlier today. We spent an hour and had really awesome conversation. And then somehow I flubbed the recording and nothing got recorded. We have one hour of blank time space. How do you know it was you? I know there's only two of us and I didn't touch it, but how do you know it was you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All I got to say is it wasn't meant to be. It right? wasn't meant to be, but I'm so and surprised. It was the past. I know. But so I want to just, I'm, I'm putting that out there and saying we, we recorded this episode and there's like. Is that what you were looking at me about? You're like, are you going to tell them? I know. I'm like, are we going back to the story? <laughs> I are can we going to tell them the story? I can feel that. And I was, was like, yes. I'm glad we broke the ice on <laughs> what that. What can I that do? I was feeling a little weird. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. How are we going to get back in that flow? I didn't know. I was good. And then you were like. We got to talk, <laughs> but the mics are on, and I don't know what to do. I was, okay. Oh, All man, right. that's good stuff. Love you, boo. Okay. Love you, too. So, yeah, we did record it, but you know what? Here's the deal. The deal is we spent time doing that, and it was great, and we loved it, and it didn't work out because it wasn't meant to be. So we're making a decision to stay up because uh, the babies are all asleep and we're taking our parent hangout time before bedtime to record. So y'all are welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a date with you. So just so you know, because it's really important to do this work and sometimes it shows up in ways that you don't expect. And I think that's the biggest part of it that you just have to be open and flexible to go with the flow. Cause when you're not flexible, you will break. So you might as well just learn how to stretch the muscles yeah. and, and just go with it. Lean with the rock with it. You know, my ego so. want to be real mad today. Really? So, oh yeah. yeah. I want to be so mad. I was like, I could feel it well enough. I just want to be so mad just for, you know, feeling the waste, you know, one of my triggers is wasting I time. Know, I, know. Um, I hate wasting time, especially when it's good time. When we don't have kids bothering you, you know, or not bothering you, but I mean, you know, kids that are needing, needing stuff needing yeah, things yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah. My kids are not a bother, but, um, but anyway, and so, uh, so I felt like it was a waste of time and I felt like it was a waste of, of a great story and, and all that stuff. And so I um, <laughs> was kind of swirling in that and I'm like, ah, no, uh, just go right. with the flow, just go with the flow. And so I just took a deep breath and was like, okay. And this is about when you were, you know, trying to just start the recording over again. And I was like, we just got to stop. I know you shut we, down. I yeah, was like, okay. I was not feeling that. I was like, we got to stop. This is not going to work. So, and, and I listened to you on that mm-hmm. and I heard you, I could have been like, no, we're going to do it. We still have a babysitter right now. You could have been real mad at me for screwing up the recording. But, you know, I mean, like I, I totally felt that I was like, no. I was like, she has every right to be really mad at me right now. Cause I totally just messed this time block up. What um, are you going to do though? Well, yeah, what are you going to do? So you have two choices. You can either be upset about something that you absolutely cannot control and feel all the pain and weight and suffering of that 
and be at odds with you, who I love, or I can just understand that things happen and that that just wasn't meant to be in that moment and pick it up, keep moving. Pick you it know? up, keep moving. That's, that's the thing, one step in front of the other. And today, what we thought was gonna happen and what we put out there to happen, happened and then it didn't happen. <laughs> and you know, it happened for me and you. And me and maybe, you were here. And we maybe were present. that's all that it, that it needed to be for was that we opened ourselves up to be vessels, and we shared a really beautiful conversation that you know lives between us, and that's okay. That's okay too. But I love you, and, and it, there was no fault of yours to be had because if you were supposed to have done it the way a certain way you would have done it that way and that's not what happened so and that's okay we good we good good all right <laughs> forgiveness 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 man that's probably forgive yourself i was going to say the the biggest thing that i uh, my biggest takeaway from the work and i'd say quotations the work because it's all today was an invitation to the work, to do the work, uh, to practice what you preach, to change those uh, patterns in your brain and in your consciousness and in your spirit and your, you know, you as a whole and being in alignment with that and what that means. It takes, it takes choosing the other thing, not what you normally do, right. if it's a negative, you know, and those patterns, those, um, those old ways, those old limiting things, you know, that keep you separated from each other and, and essentially keep you separated from God, you know, are, it's not worth it. Oh, but yeah. the work is so cool. That's the thing. Cause then you do the work and you're like, ah, so you feel the atonement of it, you know? So like, forgiving you or in your moment, forgiving yourself, you know, like that's the real thing. That's the real miracle is, is all that forgiveness. So you can feel connected. You can feel oneness because we're all connected. And that was the biggest takeaway of the message today. I just remembered that, that, the, that when I was closing out, I was like, if for nothing else, I want you to know that you are not alone, that you are so not alone. Like we are all connected. And, and I was referring to a time um, when, you know, right before the work got really busy for us, right before we started recording, right before that. Um, like early March this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and whenever you're listening to this right now, it is, we've just come through Memorial Day weekend and it's the day after Memorial Day. Yeah, the last, the last six so. months has been a complete blur. <laughs> we don't sleep as much as we used to. That's probably a part of it. That's no, I'm kidding. I know, I know. It's um, the, the trajectory of all the events, you know, like everything, the leading up to has been so big and everything that the next step of the the journey is like 
what? How, how is that going? Like, this has got to be it. We're good, right? And then the universe is like, no, 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 you like growth, right? We'll take this growth. And you're like, yeah. okay, 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 okay. But can I take a nap? And like, oh, no. No, you, no, no, we you, don't do naps you, anymore. You We're asked for that big growth, didn't you, girl? Well, oh, how about this one? Don't you remember that two years I gave you an Airstream? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It's not like, you know, the things that are happening are are upsetting by any means. It's like we had twins. We had, you know, an expansion in that form. We uh, went from living in the Airstream for two years to now living in a big old house on lots and lots of land in hopeful Georgia. There's an expansion in that way. There's, you know, we just came off of a big job, like the biggest thing that we've ever done for our uh, company doll faced by jewels which is uh, has now really grown into being a beauty production company and that's an expansion there you know so there's there's all kinds of expansion happening for us through us in us as us you know and it's all the work it's all the work i know that i'm able to handle all of these gigantic things happening because it's giving me the opportunity to practice. It's, it, it's the invitation, you know, to do the work. And, um, you know, I'm currently reading Loving What Is from Byron Katie, and she keeps talking about the work, you know, that, it, that it's all the inspiration. It's so true, it's all the invitation. And really and truly the, the whole, the whole thing, you know, from inside to outside, like what happens inside your mind, what happens in the privacy of that place, and then what you do when you're out in the world, you know, is is all fluid, you know, it all goes together. What I'm thinking about, what I'm fighting against in my mind, I'm actualizing in person, right? Like when I'm doing something. And so the work that we got called to do, uh, we thought was just be all peaceful um, homebodies on the farm, <laughs> chilling with new microphones, you know, mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. And then it was like, knock, knock, knock. It's me makeup. And I was like, what? It was like, remember You know where me? I live? I didn't leave a forwarding address, girl. I thought, uh, what? How did you find me? Like, remember me? Maybe. Okay. You know, and that's that's always the interesting part that we've enjoyed with Dollface. You know, that, that the business has evolved and morphed and changed and, and we have just watched it grow. It has the ability to at any time completely shatter what we view as the next ceiling or the next high, you know what I mean? Like it can, in one phone call can completely just like shift and morph the, and go. The best thing with this business I'm understanding through our conversation right now is that the more we let it do its thing and just respond to it, you know, we surrender it. Cause that's what I did. I, I surrendered this business. And so for anybody who's listening, who maybe doesn't know my background, this business was established in 2007 and it was just a girl with a makeup box and a dream and that girl was me 
And I wanted to be able to work full time or at least be able to pay my bills on my own through makeup. Only makeup. That's only sad. makeup. Only makeup. You're like, mm. I don't do hair. No <laughs> hair. Only makeup. And the reason why is because I wanted to specialize on one craft. Like I could not, I knew that mentally I was not capable of of honing in both at the same time. Like I really wanted to give makeup my all. And, you know, at that point I was also dealing with a brain tumor that was inoperable. And I decided to launch a business, (laughs) um, you know, the next year my health started to improve, um, through positive affirmations and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, cause they told me stress was the, the worst thing for it. So I had to change my life and, you know, thank you God for, for the power of positive psychology and, and affirmations and prayer and all that good stuff. And, um, decided to bet it all and established Dollface, Dollface by Jules. And so in Savannah, in Savannah, had never been there and all of a sudden I'm hot and heavy with Savannah <laughs> and me found everything I needed. Got my man. Got it was my like you went, to the, you went to like the Walmart of a life. You were like, you're like, Hey, Walmart, life, Walmart. What oh you my got God. for me today? Walmart was like, here's your husband on a shelf on aisle yeah. one. Yeah. And here's your business on aisle two. Uh-huh. And here's your dog on aisle three. Yeah. It's so funny. Right. Oh, so good. So the, you know, it has morphed and changed. And so it, it started off as just me and has grown into different things at different points. And this particular situation, the call that we got was for a, to run two gigantic fashion shows. And, um, I have a lot of experience with run. We have a lot of experience with running fashion shows and doing them well. It's one of those fun things that we got to do in our business. And, uh, man, it was so good to get back in the saddle. And, and I knew it was, I knew something was coming. I could feel it in the ether. Yeah, no, no, no. Y'all don't understand. So we we live in Hopeful. We are actively pursuing a life where we don't stir pots and try to get out and find business. We were tired. We were, yeah, I mean, <laughs> tired doesn't even saying. cover it. But I mean, like, that, I was not in a place of trying to, trying to stir up, you know, more business in Savannah or anywhere else. And so Jules comes to me one night and she says, I've had this idea. And I was like, what? What's your idea? And she said, we're gonna grow Dollface into a production company. That is not what I said. That is what you said. (laughs) That's what I heard. That's what you heard. You might have said some other stuff, some fluff in there, but I heard, I wanna get out there and turn Dollface into a production company. And I was like, work, work, work. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? No, that's not what I wanna do. This is a classic marriage moment. That's a classic amount of work that we're gonna have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's a classic marriage moment right now because I said one thing and you heard exactly what you heard okay so what I for real said the words that really came out of my mouth were hey so I feel like Dollface is bigger than a beauty agent there's something bigger to it and so we don't offer just hair and makeup we have all these other resources from our talented friends you know and 
that we want to work together and, you know, we should probably, and we're getting booked to do these jobs. We should probably put that somewhere. We should probably talk about that somewhere, like on the website or, or maybe not even that deep. Maybe just like, we'll list the services under the film office. That's what I said. And I said, you know, kind of like more of a production company. And you're like, what do you want to do? No, yeah, <laughs> you sorry. came, she said, you we came go, out we of the go bathroom. into a production company. I like, oh, and, oh. and I was like, babe, I'm not talking about like, you're like, but we just talked about scaling it back, not doing the makeup line anymore. Like you had that. What are you up to tone in your voice? And I was like, easy, 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 babe. I just was talking about you know, maybe just listen it in the film office. And you're like, I was like, that's what I said before you flew out the bathroom all crazy. And you're like, okay. I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to go to sleep. Cause I clearly was getting like a crazy response from you. So I was like, maybe I just need to go to sleep. I was so confused. I went to bed so confused that night. I was like, what the hell happened to her? I'm like, did did (laughs) she get? No, I'm still, still same. I was just telling you something I was picking up, picking up because the clues, the helpers are always around us. And so that's what was speaking to my spirit. And then, um, so we had a big thing come um, happen where uh, we had just come off a big uh, home project. So you were on the roof for about a total of three weeks doing a massive, massive repair. Um, We have a completely brand new roof gorgeous metal roof thank you bravo bravo. thank you thank you and um so this project took a severe toll on the family and it was one of those situations where these are the cards you've been dealt because uh there's no contractors available everybody's tied up for the next four months with projects they're price gouging they're you know all these we have no homeowners insurance right we have to be able to we have to do the job so we can get the homeowners insurance and um and did what we had to do and you you handled the outside and i handled the inside of the house which consisted of running children feeding everybody and at that point i was 100 percent breast milk only with the babies um and I was good. I was solid. I was, you know, cooking three meals a day and, you know, just killing it on the, on the home front. Boy, yeah, I was the, like, the amount of care that you showed to me and JJ being out on the roof. JJ is my cousin, by the way, is my, he's like my brother. Um, and he, he and I, the two of us, you know, slung all this metal on the roof, which was over 3000 square feet. Um, and it took quite, it took way more time than I ever would have estimated that it would take. It was just such a process and we worked hard and fast and, and it still just took that uh, much time. You guys were phenomenal. I mean, it was, I, I was blown away all the time. And so all I could do in appreciation for you and to love you and support you as best I could was Keep us fed and hydrated. <laughs> yeah. And You're like, have you drank any water today? Yeah. yeah. Yes, have you had water? Yeah, get in the bathtub. You got to soak in some Epsom salts. Oh, like, yeah, God. I, you know, I felt so bad. About, I'm like, no, you need to be in this bathtub yeah, in these Epsom salts. We just mean, I can take deal turns. with it. So, you know, this, this thing is happening, and I'm good. Everything's great. And then the no sleep at night. Well, not it was no, not no sleep. Like, we, it was just 
disrupted and I was getting used to that. Getting used to that, yeah. And that's always a hard thing. All new parents understand or, or newborn parents understand that and it's 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 tough it's you got to do the things you got to do and so you're trying to help me and and then uh, my milk production started to go down because I was getting stressed because I was getting tired I mean it was a long period of time and I think I would have been able to sustain it longer had I had more pockets of time for self-care and that's the thing that this is how I know and I can firmly say that self-care is crucial to your well-being. And it's not about the bubble bath. It's about making time to care for yourself. It's, it's whatever you need in that moment to fill you up so you can continue to give. Because it's caregiving. And we as caregivers, you know, whether it's the mom or the dad, I mean, that role is interchangeable at times. You know, it's not only about the moms, it's about whoever's in that role. You know, we forget about what we need because you're tending to so many other needs, right? And then so I started to feel like, you know, depleted at the end of that. Um, Because I I have, you know, such a such a built up reserve tank because I practice the self-care and I, you know, I have to practice what I preach. That's why I preach it because it forces me to practice it. (laughs) And, uh, the the thing was, is that there were just, there was no time because you'd leave in the morning and didn't come back till dinner time. You know, it was like out first thing back when it's dark. I saw almost every sunset during that period from Mm, the roof. How beautiful. And it was beautiful. It was epic. I'm so happy you had those like moments to fill you up, you know? And so, um, I started to reach out and uh, say, Hey, I need help. I need some help. Can somebody help? Somebody, somebody want to come visit? Somebody want to come hang out? Because we do live in the country. It's not like you can just drop by. Like you got to make a plan to come out here, and um, which we like. But you know, in that moment, it wasn't necessarily conducive to helpers, <laughs> and that's okay. And I remember there was um, I could just really start to feel. You know, I know that I do enough of this work and helping others with the work that I, I, I know my triggers. I know my signals. Um, not all of them I'm learning them, but I, I, enough of them were going off that I was like, Oh, I got to start reaching out. And I sent a group text, uh, to ladies in your family. Cause they're the closest and I feel comfortable with them. And I was like, Hey guys, um, just need some help. I'm feeling isolated. And Within minutes, your sister calls and says, hey, I want you to hear my voice when I tell you this. I hear you. I see you. I'm going to come help you. I don't want you to feel isolated. I felt that in my heart. And she was right. She picked up the subliminal cry for help that I put in there without realizing it. And she was like, I'll see you on Saturday. And this was Wednesday. So I was like, cool. If I, I'm just gonna, I just gotta make to Saturday. <laughs> but on Friday, we had a doctor's appointment, two month checkup. Yeah. And uh, let's go to two month checkup. And I thought the doctor was gonna be like, 
good job, girlfriend. Well, I mean, like, he doesn't talk like that, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, girl. (laughs) You know. Look at you. Good job. You did great. You held the house together. You kept your babies fed. Like, what, what? And instead, it was something's very wrong. The babies have not they have not grown enough. They, they don't weigh enough. They're not eating enough. So you're not enough. And you have to start formula immediately. And which, you know, in that moment, I just wasn't expecting that. So my expectation was different. I thought I was going to get like, you know, a parade <laughs> in my honor. You deserve a parade, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, I was like, oh, I kept everybody good. <laughs> and then he was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and um, including yourself. And, and I started to feel uh, that hit me hard. That one, it was like, oops, upside head, like got me. I wasn't expecting it. And so it really blindsided me. And I remember starting to feel the, the pain of that well up within me. And I, it was hard to, it was hard to speak. I had the whole, I just swallowed glass in my throat feeling, you know, just, trying to keep it together and not cry in front of everybody. And you tried to hug me and you couldn't even, I was like, no, we'll we'll, we'll hug later. I I know when that, when that happens, like (sighs) stuff like that is really hard on you. I know when you refuse a hug that you just, you can't. Because I'm I'm going to turn into a water bag. That's all it means. It's like, let me me get in privacy. You'll just like turn into a puddle right now. And then hug me all day. But right now I need to get my strong face on and, get out this building and I still have an appointment to set at the end of this. So, you know, and, and I started to question like, what are you feeling? Cause you, you know, you've, you've been isolated. That's, that's exactly what's happening. And when you're isolated for too long and you need help and you need self care and there's none of that happening, things don't usually you know, paint out well. And, and I could feel that I was trying to outrun it, you know, and I could feel the shadow trying to get me. And that's what I realized. And, and I started to feel upset because it almost seemed like the cracks were starting to show. Like I thought I was keeping it together kind of thing, but you can only run so hard until you break. So it happens. I mean, it's just, if the check engine light goes on in your car and you don't pay attention to it and you just keep riding until the wheels fall off kind of mentality, eventually the engine is going to completely crack and break, right? The car is going to break down. I just gave like a mechanics, <laughs> you know, uh, example there. Is that correct? Is well, that what's going to happen? It's going yeah, to break, right? It's going to break. Yeah. This, in this case, the car is your body. Yes. I just want to make sure as a non-mechanic, not saying that you uh, are, but you know a lot yeah. about a lot of random stuff, including you've rebuilt an engine. So yeah, check, en- sure. check engine lights are typically a good reason to stop and check. Yes. All right. <laughs> and that's what was happening. And I realized it because I had been going, going, going. And I think what happens is, you know, you kind of go through the motions because you have to, I didn't have the luxury of, 
uh, you know, just sleeping in or being upset or being sad or, you know, and I just had to keep moving. And then the doctor is like, you're not enough. You're not enough. That's not what he was saying, but that's, that's how you perceived it. That's how it felt. I heard him physically. I heard him say the words, you're not enough. Yeah, no, I know. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so real and like not even directed at me he wasn't talking to me about it i mean like i feel it for you like i feel that that yeah because what's the affirmation i am enough i am enough and 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 not to mention like the every day that you're inside caring for the twins and they're screaming at you and you're feeding them and you know and you're just like i did everything i could do yeah it was to me it was almost a and and you know here's the here's the the interesting part of it is that I didn't think that when, when we were in the hospital and just had them, I completely, even at that point, prior to that moment as well, was always open to the idea of formula because I'm having twins. Like what, who knows? And it's such a crapshoot with if your body makes milk or not, that it's like you women, women, mamas, listen to me, hear me now. You have very little control over whether or not your body is going to produce it. And then once your body produces it, then there's a whole list of things that you can control, which are your stressors and your diet, your sleep and all that stuff. But when you're a new mama or you're caring for a newborn. Or two. Or two or three or whatever. How many ever you got? You can't always hit all those things you need to make the milk. So it's so tricky. You gotta be, you gotta be gentle with yourself on it. And I knew that, I knew that, but I had made it nine whole weeks on my own. So I was like, Oh, I got this, you know, and somewhere in there, I stopped being open. I stopped being flexible. I stopped going with the flow of it. And I started to feel isolated and I started to feel kind of upset about it because I needed some help and I needed what I needed. And and I just knew the cards that I had been dealt and I was okay with that. But yet this shadow kept popping up of my negative thinking, my old patterns, my old thoughts, you know, just like, you know, wanting me to feel really bad about it and cause myself more suffering. And I was in this place of trying to see the bright side and, you know, doing all that stuff, but also being very tired and also being depleted and also figuring out a new way of living, not only going from an airstream into a house, which is a major adjustment, but also going from one baby, one, one five-year-old who's completely <laughs> capable of, you know, doing lots of things by himself to two little tiny babies who need everything. And, you know, lots of transit, losing my partner to the roof, you know? And, uh, so I remember, you know, going, we we went straight to go get the formula, fed them in the parking lot. I mean, it, it 
it was like, all right, here's, and now this is, this is life now. Okay. And had to continuously remind myself to speak life into that formula and to not look at it like the replacement of me. And, you know, it's like, it's the other woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so you know, real though. So it that's was so hard. Real, I called, though. I didn't know that. Yeah. I called Julie in the parking lot when you were getting the supplies and, and I was, just so, so shattered because I thought that I had done so good. I thought that I had done it, you know, and I, and I did, but not really. And, you know, and, and in that way that only your best friend can help you, you know, she was so sweet and just listened to me. And, and then I had to let her go because the baby started crying and, and, and she heard something in my voice that day. She knew that I was not okay. And she knew that this was um, a big deal, yeah. you know, cause Julie and I went the whole time, two plus years breast milk. And it was like, just totally different, just a totally different situation. And I needed to, to regain my flexibility, but first I needed to regain my perspective because I was so deep in it, deep in it that I had forgotten who I was and, and what I was doing and that I really wasn't hoping this, this is just the way it was going. And, um, I remember going to bed that night. I had like a real, you know, good talk with myself and you were very loving and went to bed feeling okay, you know, all right, I'm okay. And then I woke up the next morning and I, and I wasn't okay. I just wasn't. Sometimes you just wake up like that and you're like, uh, the shadow is here. It's, it's like a friend that comes over that you're not happy to see. And, you know, it can take on different faces and forms and, but it's a familiar thing, you know, and this can be depression, it can be grief, it can be anxiety, it could, you know, but it, but there's that thing. And so I remember that next morning, uh, sitting with you the, now, this is later morning, early afternoon. So the kids are all taking their naps and, um, you and I were sitting together and I just remember apologizing to you for not being stronger, for not being able to just, you know, push through or, or I don't know. I don't know what I, what I expected for myself, but I almost felt, um, a you little, felt like you were not enough. Yeah. That's I all did. it came down to. Like, and it was like, I'm sorry. I'm not more. Yeah. I'm sorry that I can't do. And and I can't the, accept that from you. And the at more all. and the more was emotion was, was, you know, not feeling strong was all these things that we as people, especially moms despise feeling and, um, inadequate. That's a really good word. Yeah. And so I was just apologizing to you and, 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 um, I remember that realization. There was such a clear mo moment where, I knew that my heart really wanted to let go and break and just let myself cry 
that cry that it's beyond an ugly cry. I mean, like it, you just now, you just go, you dive right in to that dark abyss. And you just, sometimes you can't find your way out for a while. Sometimes some, some people don't come out of it, but I knew that there was a choice that was going to happen and I might not have enough self-control to talk myself out of it. Make the right choice. Right. And the right choice being remember to look for the light. Yeah. Remember the truth. Remember to have faith. Remember that this too shall pass. Remember that this is a part of the process. This is a part of the work. Like I know that stuff and I still couldn't, Oh, you know, that's how I'm feeling. I'm like, well, I, oh, you, had, I, you had a dry cup, you know, you're, I was a dry cup. I was so dry. My drip, my cup went from overflowing to now like so dry. There's like dust bunnies rolling around in there, you know, and, and that's the truth. And even though I was trying and I was doing it, like I'm listening to podcasts, you know, Oprah super soul conversations when I'm cooking and you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to, but it just wasn't enough. Like I needed more. My output wasn't Matt, wasn't greater. My input wasn't greater than my output and your, your input, what you give yourself has to be greater than what you're putting out or you will be depleted. Like just think of it that way. It's, it's a math equation, (laughs) you know? And it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was, I was in the negative. And it was also tough because I thought that I was going to like figure out how to not go through that. You know, somehow I thought, because it had been two months, you know, and I was solid and I'm good. And then what, all of a sudden I'm not good. And, you know, so I was like, man. Ah, oh, I totally thought I was gonna just get through this just whole thing. Just right skate, through having right. twins. Like nobody's gonna All notice me. All the tough me. stuff was on the labor, the labor day. Yes, didn't I? Didn't I have a hard enough labor? Wasn't that enough? And it's like, no, that was different. That was different. <laughs> that was just so you know that you like can do incredibly hard things in a different way. This is about that you are no longer the same person, and there's a certain amount of dross that has to get burned off the gold in order for it to shine brighter. And Mm. that hurts. Mm -hmm. That hurts at times when you're going through the fire. But the thing is, is the reward is, is where the healing is, right? The healing is the reward because it's all about joy and it's just that easy. It's not even a prize. It's not even a reward really. You know, it's just about being open <laughs> to the to the gifts that are waiting for you on the other side of the fire. So in that moment, I'm just about to like, I'm just right at the edge of the diving board, like, ah, and your sister pulls up. She, she comes down the driveway and we had a long driveway. So it was like. Oh man, this timing, are you serious? And you were like, it's okay. I'm going to stall. I'll greet her, you know, 
and you can go do whatever because the first thing I said immediately was I want to go hide I want to go hide I don't want anybody to see me like this I was too raw I was too vulnerable I was just too much and um, it was it was such a mm, everything I need is available to me in the moment that I need it, in that perfect moment. And BB showed up, and I didn't even know that I needed the way that it came to me, you know? And she showed up with a fresh, fresh spirit, just good energy. She was happy to be here for us, you know, came in with all this goodness. And the best part was that I was about to run from it. I was about to go hide. And that I gave you just, permission. And I was going to say, and that would have just been like, okay because you, you were going to cover for me. Yeah, I was and like, I, I got this. I, I gathered my lunch and I gathered, gathered my journal and I was like, I got my sunglasses. I'm about to go, go hide and go journal and go self-care and cry and whatever. Well, I don't even know what the hell I'm going to do. But I just got the beat out of here and because nobody can see me like this nobody else and I remember like walking and getting stopped in my tracks and just being like really after all the work after all that you talk about really that's how you're gonna go out you're gonna go hide isn't this the stuff that you talk about standing tall in your truth. And I was like, oh, man, why you got to hit me up like this right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just can't, can a sister get a break? Can I get a weekend off? You know, like maybe I hide this weekend. Isn't that, isn't that okay? Nope. 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 And I, I mean, it could have been, it, it could have, I could have done it and it wouldn't have been okay. Right. So I just was like, all right, if I hide and I, and I waited out and I was like, if I hide BB who has come here in love and to help will somehow, I'm sure feel like this has to do with her in some capacity. Right. That's not fair. This has nothing to do with her. This is because I am embarrassed that I am not stronger. That's what this truth is. And I was like, well, what better of an example of standing your truth than standing your truth when you feel like a mess? And just be like, you know what? And life's messy right now. And thank God you're here. <laughs> Clearly, thank God you're here. <laughs> and so, she came in, said, you go, I got it. And, um, and I, for the first time since we had moved in, which was like a month and a half. The first time since you ever set foot on this property. Yeah. Like when you first set foot right, here, right. it was we freezing had been cold. The property for a while. So I, I had been, you know, kind of stuck inside, not only because the kids, but the weather, it was cold and you were on the roof and I didn't want to see all that. And and I got to walk. I just wanted to go outside. I just wanted to feel sunshine. Like I'm mm. so solar powered. We all are solar powered and, and I needed to feel the warmth. You know, I remember 
uh, Mima saying that she felt like the sunshine on her skin was feeling the warmth of God. And, and mm. that always just kind of stayed with me. And I just felt like I was getting a hug of some sort, you know, kisses from the sun. And I just was like, mm, the breeze was delicious. I mean, it was just everything I needed to be, needed it to be, right? It was very healing. And that's what it was. It was like, because I didn't hide, my healing was there. I was open to my healing. I was open to the medicine, to the goodness, to the gift of, of the help, of feeling loved, of feeling okay, of feeling better, of feeling better. And so I'm walking around outside and then, and I was like, okay being by myself I was just happy to be outside and just felt you know at peace and I and I was like okay you know that wave is is done thank you God I'm I'm okay right now and then you popped out and you were so cute and you're like hey I just realized I've never given you a tour of our land and that sounded like the best idea ever and we had so much fun and we just walked around and we started visioning and we started envisioning this place and and this is where the RV spots are going to go and our friends and family who want to camp with us, the retreaters, this is where they're going to park and then primitive camping is over here and over here in this field will be the natural amphitheater and I mean it was alive. I could just I could just feel the work, feel the goodness, you know, of what mm -hmm. we've been called to do here in front of me. And, and the next thing I thought was, damn, we need some budget. <laughs> I was like, ooh, man, dream big, right? <laughs> okay, but we didn't come this far to only come this far. I, so, if you would ask me six months ago if we could have bought this house, exactly, I'd have said no. Exactly, so, so, right. So I'm like, you know, it's not me to hinder God's, uh, you know, plan for me. So my job is to be open and go with it. So need some budget. And at that point, I didn't know uh, that if we were going, normally we staff a fashion show every year and they normally hire us earlier in the year and, and it was like hello are you hello are you guys gonna you guys need some help what's going on yeah. <laughs> and um and so i said hey i'll tell you what if they call then whatever we make on that job since we're not expecting the call you know if it comes it comes whatever we make on that job we'll go towards the land it'll go towards our dream of what we just saw here and i said it with intention and i felt it and i looked in your eyes and you're like okay okay <laughs> you kind of had to look like that's cool okay you know and and uh yeah and then the call came in and the call was very different then what we thought it was going to be because the call was, hey, sorry, um, you know, we thought we contacted you some, you know, spammy things happening with their servers or something. Anyways, we were able to get back on track and then they were like, hey, and do you have a presence in Atlanta? And we're like, what? So this just grew and you want double the artist that you had for one show last year times two? what and i was like babe i guess uh 
I guess there's a plan at work. And then, then next, I was like, oh, then it was oh, like, yeah. oh, and by the way, um, can Jules handle being the not handed it? We would like Jules to handle both the makeup department and the hair department. And can you be the official makeup sponsor or partner as well? And I was like, what, 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 what? You know, so, <laughs> you know, it went from, well, if we get this to holy crap, <laughs> and you've got five weeks to pull the whole thing off. So it's so beautiful to me that in the moment of feeling such dark despair, and I, and I didn't even feel, realize that I was feeling that like, you know, desperate for my self care is where the, the despair was coming from. It was like, I just needed some time to care for me. I needed it. And in that, in that moment of making the decision to not hide and making the decision to be open to what was on the other side of that fire. Not only was the very thing, the very blessing that I needed, thank you God for baby, but also the next steps, the next clues, the next mission was waiting on the other side of the fire. And I realized in that moment on that day, that I was being broken open in order for my heart to expand. Our lives expanded, our family expanded, our house, our living situation expanded, but I personally, in my, in my spiritual sense, in my wholeness had not expanded yet. I had not allowed the thing to work through me for that fire to burn off all that stuff that I pray and work towards it leaving me. I had not allowed the space for that to happen. And once I did, I realized, aha, that's why we go through it. It deepens our empathy. It creates greater connection between us all, you know? It, it, it allowed BB an opportunity to, to bless us and enrich us because God was working through her to give us what we needed in that moment. And through that exchange, through that collaboration, we then got to the next level of our work and our mission and realizing, whoa, this thing is, is good. So big. This like, thing is so like good. you were like, you're like, we need some budget. And budget was like, here I go. Yeah, you what you need? Like, you need budget? Cool. <laughs> I felt that intention. And not only did I get to do a job that I have wanted to do, uh, I got to ha I had 40 positions that I filled. And I had two teams that were, ah, oh, my goodness. I can't wait to do an episode just about the fashion shows and, you know, just 
what that did for me because the timing of it was so perfect. And I don't mean, oh, that's perfect. I mean like in the, in the perfection that is the divine. I mean, from every part of it. And it happened that way to speak to me in a way that only I could understand. And I was like, good job, girl, good job. You know, my devotional today talked about, I've got this little devotional book that um, Paul Rick gave us. And it's, it's so sweet because every day it's, it's heavy Christian language, but the truth is so, so strong. It's, it's not manipulative text. It's just it's, like it's so ah, it's so good. So it's like it's a mix of Bible verses and stories and poems and you know. So it's just such a cool little thing. But all all put together. Streams to like, in the desert. I think up, is what yeah, it's called. to uplift the right. Uh, so my devotional today was was referring to a story in the Bible where this person is wrestling. Um, the angel for his blessing, like you gonna give me that blessing, you know, <laughs> and the struggle that that happens is what the story's about. And the and the devotional was saying that in those moments, instead of fighting for your blessing, instead cling to your blessing by clinging to the faith, knowing that everything. It's happening for a reason that you are okay, that you are taken care of because you are a child of the divine. And this is all happening in, in order of the way it's supposed to. And my free will comes into play because I show up and say, use me, your will, not mine. And that doesn't always look like uh, walking through a valley of, of you know, flowers or fields of, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm walking peacefully. Like, it doesn't happen like that all the time. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so upset right now that I want to go hide and you make the choice not to, and then that's, that's it. You know, it just it sparks like your growth because right. it was the vulnerability is the create the, the birthplace for birthplace creativity. for creativity. Thank mm -hmm. you. And it's, it's so, so true. Right. You can't and, have one without the other. And the, the, the realness of it is that in order for me to get to do the next level work, that was required of me. I needed to apply my inner work and, and all I like, it, it was so hand in hand, you know? And, and I, again, the, the stuff that I want to let go of and, you know, trade in for the fear that I want to lose and trade in for love and the, you know, that kind of stuff. I have to go through the letting go process and letting it pass through me. And so, you know, the postpartum depression was something that came up a couple times and, you know, just like on the self check, Hey, what's going on? Are you going through a depression? Cause I do know what that feels like, but that's not what I was feeling. 
It was something different. And I think that sometimes for certain parents, especially the mom, that there is a certain amount of transformation that's happening that it's it's not a depression that's happening after. I think, and this is, I can only speak for me, but what happened to me was a true chemicalization. And this is where you let go of old things to apply new habits. So you're letting go of the negative to embrace the positive and changing the the connections in your brain and the patterns and, and the pathways you're creating new pathways. And it's, it's incredible how this happens and what it does is it, it shows up messy like that because your small self, the, the self that doesn't want to change the self that, you know, likes the way it was, and is comfortable in those old patterns and beliefs, even though they no longer serve you and there's something greater that's on this end of it, on the other side of the fire. It's like, no, don't go that way. Don't do that. I don't want to do that. You know, and it tries to, and there's this, this struggle, this battle that's happening within you. And through that chemicalization, uh, that's when you're able to let go of these things. You know, that's the fire burning off that, that stuff. And, uh, and I feel like for me, I had a postpartum chemicalization and I've had a lot of chemicalizations in the last couple years. Um, especially in the last year, definitely six months. I mean, whatever block of time you want to cut it, there's always like yeah, a good we, one well, we, that happened yeah. or a good several ones that have happened. But this one felt like, the big, yeah. you know, like, wow. And if, if you walk in faith, you will, you will hit these roads on a regular basis. And it's a part of the process. Yeah. That's the thing because the next level you is knocking at the door and the old you, the old small you is on the other side of the door going, mm -mm, I don't want to answer that. I'm not going to answer that call. That's too much work. It's just way easier just to keep it the way it is. And the thing is, sometimes you just don't get a choice, you know, whether or not you're calling for the change to happen or not. And so for me, I, I just want anyone who's listening to know that even if you do the work, even if you're on top of your self-care, even if you're prayed up and you're doing all the things and you tell yourself you're enough, that you can find yourself in these moments where you're not okay. And that is completely okay. And having someone outside of your spouse or your significant other, I think is important that you can call and say, Hey, I'm not okay. I need whatever it is, you know, like a lifeline, like a, just a, just a, a touchstone, touchstone to say, Hey, I need you to remind me <laughs> of who I am and that it's going to be okay. And that is a big deal that I think we need, we can do for each other. And we don't have to necessarily be mom and dad of the baby to do that. You know, it can be a friend or whatever. So check in on each other. Always know that 
you know, we are connected and we're not alone. And even in your darkest, messiest moment that you want to hide, there's still love waiting for you on the other side. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash julesloves.me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.